Hello and welcome. This is Tim Santoni with Background Screening Tips and Tech. Today we have a special guest joining us, Brett Bittner from Bittner Insurance Agency is coming on the show. Brett, thanks for joining the show. Glad to be here, Tim. Always glad to be here. Awesome. So on background screening tips and tech, we like to talk about uh, tips and tech regarding background checks. And I think that what employers sometimes think about is, is the background check assessments, any things like that are important in the pre-employment phase. But I think that Brett, in, in working with a lot of your clients, we might have a transition here to the, the pre-employment type of background they would conduct on the insurance benefits available for those top talents. So before we get started, I like Brett just to introduce himself a little bit, talk a little bit about himself, his company, and then we can get into the show. Well, great. I appreciate the opportunity, Tim. So my name is Brett Bittner. I work at Bittner Insurance Agency. We're an employee benefits firm, so we specialize in employee benefits. We've been around for quite a while. We started in 1992. Uh, we're located here in Orange County. We service all of California. We have groups also that have satellites throughout the United States of America. And uh, any questions you have, Tim, please feel free to throw them at me. Awesome. So I know benefits, health insurance benefits at the for the employer level type of stuff, I think is sometimes something that, that employers don't think about until it becomes either cost prohibitive, it's prohibiting them from recruiting good talent, or maybe just they're not getting the service that they want. I know that your agency is a very family-run agency and you treat your clients like family. Uh, but maybe talk just about just general trends and what kind of things that you see, you know, in the last 12 to 18 months that are employers are coming to you and saying, hey, we need help with this, or this is really a problem that that really maybe hadn't come up before. Yeah, absolutely. Good question, Tim. So, um, and first off, I like how you said the, you know, we treat our clients like family. You've heard my spiel before. Uh, and it is very true. We are a family business. So I would say, you know, with COVID, COVID definitely changed our industry pretty substantially. And I, I can imagine most people would agree with that. So when COVID first happened, a lot of people were afraid of simply what COVID was, how insurance carriers would handle it. Insurance carriers handle it pretty well. And a lot of the questions we receive now, you know, being so far past when it first broke out, is where are the rates going to be? And originally, a lot of individuals thought that the rates would skyrocket um, actually this year. And we haven't seen that. The COVID bump that a lot of people predicted probably will happen next, next year. Uh, this year, rates seem pretty flat, at least in the market that we represent, which is good for clients because the trend is relatively low. Um, so it appears. I would say one of the biggest trends that I would say really excelled during COVID is with so many people working from home and so many employees just you know being away from the office, a lot of employers wanted a solution that would allow their employees to feel as though their open enrollment still was very, very personable. So, you know, open enrollment most of the time you have a large meeting, we come in, the carriers come in, and we talk to the employees and explain to them what the benefits are and you know, if you don't educate the employees on their benefits, it, it can really hurt their chances of using their benefits correctly and getting the full benefit from their insurance. So what we were doing and what we've done is uh, we use an online portal for all their employees to sign into and, and enroll in their benefits. But I think the biggest trend that uh, we've been using with our clients is creating a video kind of similar to this, where we actually go over all their benefits. So we pick out every single benefit they have. Uh, we bring in like tips and tricks we've used with clients to help them save money, like seeing the primary care and kind of explaining how it all works, talking about HMOs versus PPOs versus EPOs, whatever it may be and whatever is relevant um, and other eligibility requirements and things we talk about. Uh, we put that all into a video. And what happens is when an employee signs into this online enrollment portal, they very quickly go into that video before they start actually enrolling their benefits. So whether it's medical or dental or vision, what have you, 
um, they go through that whole gambit. And it's nice because, you know, even past COVID, once it's hopefully gone, um, when an employer enrolls a new employee, that video is still there for them. So instead of the HR person having to sit down with every single employee and going over every single benefit, they can actually enroll through our portal wherever they are. And that honestly has helped employees feel uh, a little more appreciated as well as the HR and the clients themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that despite COVID, right, de- depending on whether you're meeting in person, virtually, you know, and you have employees locally and regionally or nationally, the ability to have right. the information available to see what they need when they need it is crucial, right? And mm-hmm. this the COVID may have forced that, but I think that we're seeing employers anyway in our business, you know, starting to hire back up and they're starting to look for talent wherever they can find it. And because remote positions are available. So while it'd be great to have invite Brett and your team in to meet, maybe the person they're hiring is in Texas and they're not going to fly Brett out to meet with that person. But if they can provide uh, resources online through video or whatever it is, can really separate, you know, the employer and the benefits. And it also, it's all about training. We talk about tips and tech on this show a lot. And I think that there's a lot of tools available. Um, it's getting people to adopt and utilize that technology. Um, maybe talk a little bit about just technology and as it impacted the business in terms of not just the enrollment and how you guys do that, but the actual paperwork involved with benefits. Cause I can't imagine how involved that must be. <laughs> yeah. Another good question, Tim. Uh, so paperwork's always been a problem probably in every industry. It's just very tedious. Um, I, I guess one of the biggest issues with paperwork in our industry is, and one of the reasons why online enrollment is so nice is, um, with the forms, when an employee fills out a form, if they, don't complete it fully, which is pretty common, even with a lot of education, it can hold the group up. Um, you know, if we don't have everything at the carrier and it's correct, they could hold the group up from actually being enrolled, which makes everything harder. Cause it seems like every time a group gets enrolled, the first day their insurance coverage starts, there's an emergency that happens and someone needs their member ID and you want to be ahead of the schedule. So, um, in regards to paperwork, the honor online enrollment has really decrease paperwork on the employee side. And then for their employers, they don't have to look through all of it. So, I mean, like anything else, like any other sort of software we may use, whether it be social media or what have you, um, if you don't fill out all the fields correctly, it will not prompt you to move forward. And I know that sounds really simple and easy, but it is. And that has cut down on a substantial amount of going back and forth between clients. It makes the clients happy. It makes the employees happy. Um, Cause even like a signature page or initial page or, um, you know, they're when they first were hired, those sort of things can hold up the entire group. And um, I mean, to speak to what you said, yeah, paperwork and decreasing it has been a exceptional increase. Yeah, it's an interesting point. So Susie not filling out her one of her forms can impact Johnny getting getting his card and getting his family into the doctor. So it's a super important that that gets all get done. That's an interesting point. Similarly, in background screening, I think we talk about, well, how quickly can we get this process done? I'm sure you get that question a lot. Hey, Brett, well, if we sign up with you today, how quickly can we get this enrolled? And you're like, well, it depends, right? Yeah. Depends on how forthcoming and how quickly the information can return back. Similar with background checks. I can run a, a background check very quickly, but if I don't have your name and your social and your date of birth and your authorization, I can't do anything. Sure. So that's a super interesting point. Um, as far as, you know, from your perspective, you work with a lot of different employers and in, in, in different industries, but you know, what's kind of one of the biggest mistakes that you see that employers are making, you know, when they're either evaluating, enrolling or re-enrolling and, and, and renewing with regard to their, their health benefits? So I would say, um, I'm not going to label it a mistake. I would probably just say like some things that are advantageous for employers to do in regards to benefits. I think that's the best way to tackle it just because it just depends on, you know, what an employer is looking at when they bring in benefits. But 
and this seems obvious to us, but a lot of employers um, don't have buy-up options for employees. And I feel like that's such an easy way to... So with COVID, uh, a lot of clients have said, hey, we want to increase our benefits because obviously COVID is medical related. And now a lot of people, especially with a hard or a, with the job market right now, people are trying to hire and it's you know pretty exceptional. And employee benefits is uh, very, very high on the employees list. I think it's number one or two and it's below salary. So number two. Um, what I would say is the buy-up options is probably one of the best ways to help get employees into your company as well as keep your current employees happy. And here's a good reason why. Um, a lot of clients or a good way to structure your benefits is to having a flagship policy, which is an affordable policy because obviously the employer has to pay for benefits um, to some degree. And it's a policy that a lot of employees will likely use just because it's more affordable and you know they can jump on it and be happy with it. Um, a lot of the employees that aren't needing to use or utilize their benefits won't have to spend a lot of money. So for them, it's extremely budget-friendly. Um, or per- perhaps the employer would pay for all of it. But the buy-up options allow employers to control their costs by setting the contribution to a flagship policy while also allowing the employees to buy up using the money that they had from the contribution of the flagship policy. Um, so they're just paying the difference, essentially. But allows them to buy up to a policy that can help their lifestyle and needs. So I always say to people, you know, there maybe someone's planning a pregnancy or um, you're in a really aggressive sport or whatever the issue may be, or you're just someone that, you know, maybe there's certain medications you want to take or uh, you have a plan surgery for a knee, whatever it may be. If you know you're going to have higher utilization, it's good to have a stronger plan there so that your employees can jump onto a plan that's going to save them money throughout the year because they have this expected sort of um, cost and, and utilization. Or even um, even if it's not a benefit change, maybe the benefits are exactly the same, but what you do is you bring in a plan like a PPO if you're an HMO-only plan, or even just a bigger network HMO. And again, it's just a way of allowing your employees to jump onto policies that fit their lifestyles, but it keeps the employer's costs down. And it's one of the easiest things to do. It shouldn't take much more time. Uh, I just think that every employer should definitely look at having a few options for their employees. Again, keeps costs down, allows you to have uh, probably higher engagement with the employees and also can help with uh, hiring, especially if you try to get management and you only have a very small, uh, narrow network policy that's, you know, kind of lower on the benefit totem and they can offer them a, a higher option plan if they want to buy up. So it's a nice offering. Interesting. Yeah. That's, it's a great thing. Is, is the, is the, is the concern with the employer that it's complicated, too difficult to interpret and manage, and they don't want to look at that? Like what, what, what's driving that, that kind of the lack of, 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 of having a situation where you have a buy-up type plan? I think the biggest one that I've run across is that they thought that if they had a buy-up option, they'd have to pay for the entire buy-up option. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, hmm. I don't know if it's because the brokers that they've worked with before haven't brought it up or what have you, but I think that's the biggest misconception is simply that if you offer a more expensive policy, you have to also pay the exact same amount for that policy. I mean, everything's going to be different and every you know uh, marketplace is different. So maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but in most cases, buy-up options are a fantastic choice. Interesting. And Brad, I'm just curious. So as employers are looking to onboard talent, maybe not admin level, but maybe managers or VP or C-suite folks, how often are you directly involved in interpreting and having a conversation with either the, the, the employer that's doing the hiring or the potential employee directly about the interpreting the benefits or what's there or just kind of you know reiterating you know what's available and answering those detailed questions? So um, 
hopefully I understand the question right. So every year we talk to our employers and HR and whomever's in charge and who they want us to talk to, point of contacts, to go over all their benefits. So um, you know, for us, education is extremely important. We actually call our clients or email because right now I'm even texting. It's whatever they want to do. Um, very frequently, we, we try to have it every like six weeks just because we want to be wow. in touch with our clients constantly. Um, and that's just us reaching out as brokers. Uh, the account managers are probably talking to uh, the HR or their point of contacts a lot more frequently because they handle the terminations and enrollments and all these things. But in regards to education, I would say every single year. And the thing is, it's interesting to see when people have been with a single carrier for multiple years. Sometimes it's a really good idea depending on what happens like with grand- grandfathered plans, which is a whole nother can of worms. Uh, but a lot of the times when you find groups that haven't had their benefits looked at on a consistent basis, you realize that they've missed out on opportunities where, and this happens all the time, a carrier will become extremely competitive for maybe a year or two because they want a ton of the market share. And then in after those two years, it might switch to a different carrier. Uh, or a carrier might come out with a brand new network and it's so competitive that that network is now just eating business and people don't know about it. And it's a good way to save costs and you know change things. So I would say... We do it every single year and we try to keep our clients involved every six months to let them know what the changes are. Wow, that's pretty high touch. So you're, you're, you're in contact with them quite often. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, uh, the best way for people to connect with Brett probably is through going to the website, biabenefits.com. We also link up Brett's information as far as his LinkedIn network. Um, I've known Brett for quite a while. Um, before I let you go, maybe is there anything that you want to point out or highlight about Bittner Insurance and what's coming up in the next uh, six to eight months and, and to highlight or to invite any of our listeners? Um, I wouldn't say we have any like sort of large webinar or any sort of series like that. I would just say, you know, if you're a listener, again, make sure that whomever you're using as a broker is, is looking over what you're doing and making sure that you're going down the right path. I think that's the biggest thing. Just make sure you have a genuine broker that cares about you and your, your employees as if they're family. And to that point, if somebody does reach out to you and wants to kind of do a, a, a you know, a checkup, if you will, on their insurance, mm-hmm. what does that look like from a time and resource perspective if they're contacting Brett saying, hey, I want to just assess where we're at from a cost and carrier perspective and coverage. What does that look like for, for if you were to get involved? Yeah. So we spreadsheet. So if we're, you know, most of the time we, our clients will wait uh, 12 months because that's the contract term normally uh, for a policy. So it depends. If they're offering new and they're asking us that question, it could be more quick maybe because maybe they're just asking like, hey, how's the marketplace? Because in the next six months, we're going to renew or what have you. Because um, again, we're calling every six weeks. So there's always some sort of update. But I would say for the actual renewal period uh, and the months beforehand, we completely spreadsheet the entire market. So uh, we go out to bid and we get all of the costs and we spreadsheet them against what they currently have and the renewal they're presented. And then we show them all that work. So I mean, it takes hours on our end to make sure we have the right amount of uh, material and make it as efficient as possible because there's hundreds of policies and we want to show our clients all of that. But I would say, you know, the process is really just getting all the information, spreadsheeting it, and then making sure the client is fully aware of all the options they have and what our recommendations would be moving forward based off of the cost benefits and then what the clients want. So you're kind of like the background screener of the available insurance policies. You're going to review all those, come back, put it on a sheet and tell them, okay, based on compliance, risk, tolerances, cost, this is, this is what we've come up with and then help boil it down for them. We're like the Tim Santoni of employee benefits. 
Sounds great. Well, Brett, thanks so much for coming on Background Screening Tips and Tech. Again, please feel free to download this podcast wherever you download your podcast. And again, to connect with Brett, you can look in the show notes below or go to biabenefits.com. Thank you. Thank you.